so much for tuning in and welcome everyone i hope you're well i'm your host ben lively and you're listening to shaken awake episode number 52 i just wanted to thank you for tuning in with us wherever you are and whatever you're doing right this very moment it means everything uh, to me to share the messages that god has laid on my heart to share and as always i promise you another great show uh, but more than anything my hope for you today and always is that you have an actual encounter with the Lord, not just another podcast episode to listen to. Uh, quick ask of you, if you find value in this or these episodes, would you take 30 seconds after the show and just submit a review uh, or a star rating on your app? Uh, that's what potential listeners look for. Uh, when they decide when they're flipping through the different episodes, whether to give it a, a listen or not. So if you could do that for me, if and only if you find value in these episodes, I would uh, can't thank you enough. I'm um, getting over some COVID now. So if you're still wondering why I sound kind of off, uh, I am trying to regain my voice and uh, doing the best I can uh, with what God has given me. And thank God I didn't lose it altogether, or I would have lost it uh, literally. Um, but uh, what a what a bout of two weeks um, of struggle and prayer. And uh, I just want to thank everyone of you that's listening that uh, put in your prayers to uh, to the Father to uh, to to heal me and. Deliver me out of that devil-born virus. It is, uh, for me, it was no joke. No walk in the park, and I, I, I uh, hope to never get it again. So without further delay, let's get ready to invite God in with us right here, right now, and allow him to speak directly to your heart and mind. So today's topic is on how many weekends do you have remaining you know, it's often said on a Monday morning all across the world in, in corporate America. And, and you know what? It's often said even before dinner time, uh, dinner time every Sunday night in, in many households. And that's the infamous saying, where did the weekend go? You know, it's a, a cliched statement, uh, but like most, uh, hold true in every form. We know the weekend is only two full days and nights and the work week generally is uh, is five days long so we long for five days for the two days off and then they vanish before our very eyes you know it's all it's often said that in an extended weekend like a like a three-day or a four-day weekend especially around the holidays feels more like what a weekend should feel like right uh however it's it's just not our reality you know time is what time is right uh you may be asking yourself well, why why are you talking about the weekends you know great question and i am glad you asked i'm speaking weekends today because it's a unit of measurement, and in this case, time, that we can all easy, easily relate to, and it's not subjective. Two days and nights, and two days and nights. There's no way else to comprehend or define that. We can debate the weather as to, to whether or not it's comfortable outside. We can debate art and whether it's appealing to the senses or not, and same with food and fashion, and yes, even scripture. And if you, like me, as of this recording, are in your 40s, 
life expectancy uh, is, is around 75. I, I know there are arguments for and against that number and variables that you know weigh heavily into the exact science. But on average, actually, according to 2022 uh, uh, science statistics, human life expectancy at this very moment is 79 years of age as a whole, planet-wide, okay? So when we hear that number, the younger we are, the more um, far off, right? Distant, non-existent, carefree, impenetrable, confident, prideful, we can even become because it's a number that provides us the illusion. You know, if you're my age, that life is only half over. That's by design. I went over this on an earlier episode where I actually break down the science and biology of, of, of the brain that causes us to believe on a subconscious level that we'll live forever when, when we know we won't. So I'm not going to go down that route today. I want to show you another illusion that I firmly consider to be the work of the great deceiver and that has us wasting our lives on the things that don't matter without a care of the actual and factual time limit we actually have every day that God breathes another day of life into our bodies. This isn't going to be a boring science lesson or lecture. This The goal of this podcast is to show you how much time you actually have at best and feel it in your heart, your mind, your body, and, and soul. For if you know what little you have, you also know how much each minute is now worth. Let me give you an example. Let's say we could um, put a price tag on an hour of life, right? So let's say each hour of our life, let's say it's worth $10,000. So if you're wealthy and you could buy more, right? $240,000 would buy you an extra day of life. Are you with me? So most, most, I think most of us would say, yeah, I would, that would seem or, or feel about right. A quarter million dollars to buy an extra day of life, right? So if you're if you're 45 right now, and life expectancy is around 80 years of age, you have 35 years remaining. It's almost 13,000 days. It's 12,775 days remaining. So would you buy a day for 240,000 bucks? I would wager to say 100%. No, I wouldn't. But the question was never, is $240,000 worth one extra day of your life? We already agreed it was. It was the perception of the value of that day relative to how many days you believe you have remaining on the earth. Before we move on, let's do a quick exercise. Think about the date today, today's date, relative to the first of this calendar year. Okay. How many weekends have gone by so far? So for me at this stage of the year that I'm in, as of this podcast, I've had eight weekends this year. However, in my mind's eye, it, 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 it just truly feels like only a, a simple few, right? So the last part of this exercise, if you're, if you're, if you're of the following age, here is the number of hours uh, or I'm sorry, weekends at best you have remaining if, this is if, you live life to its fullest expectancy. Okay? If you're 30 years old right now, you've got 2,548 weekends left. 
If you're 35, you got 2,288 weekends remaining. If you're 40, 2,028 weekends remaining. If you're 45, you got 1,768 weekends. If you're 50, you got 1,508 weekends left. If you're 55, you got 1,248 weekends remaining. If you're 60, uh uh-oh, 988 weekends remaining. If you're 65, 728 weekends remaining. If you're 70, you got 468 weekends remaining. If you're 75, you got 208 weekends remaining. And if you're 80, you're 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 negative. You're you're on borrowed time. Okay. So so now that we know and have a, a fresh perspective on life and the remaining time we have here at best, you now have a glimpse into what the devil does not want you to think about. Consider, or worse yet, alter your life consciously because of. Yeah, I could have easily said for those of you 30 and up, in another 49 years, none of us listening to this podcast right now will be alive. And it would be true. Sure, it, it has the shock and the awe factor. And yes, it would be a true statement. However, it doesn't get you to move. It gets you to simply move on. And forget or ignore. I already did, again, a podcast where I show how the brain, we can it's able to ignore the fact day after day that we're not invincible and that we will one day be gone as a vapor in the wind as the Bible describes, yet we don't ever consciously live like it. This is another great deception of the enemy. If he can get you to believe, which he has subliminally, that you have forever to get right with God, live a holy and righteous life, repent of your sins, live for God, do the will of the Father, etc., that he will beat you at his own game, of which he is the ultimate master. In fact, God calls him the God of this world, and that is no exaggeration. You cannot win at his game. However, you can win at God's. God does not want you to lose sight of the fact that you're not here forever. In fact, and to put it more bluntly, you have less time remaining than you think or will feel. Use the weekend as the example. You know, reality sets in when you know there's no other means by which to inherit the kingdom of God. So here are some verses that describe why God wants us to recognize the time he's given us relative to eternity. For what we do or don't do here on this earth with the time he's allotted to us can dictate everything about our eternal resting place. So let me share a few of these with you. I fear that churches may have neglected you as they did me on many, if not all of these. However, God has not neglected us. Here are but a few. Psalms 90, 12. So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 to 8, for everything there's a season and a time for every matter under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. 2 Peter 3, 8, but do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is a thousand years 
and a thousand years as one day. And you know what? When we die, I think we'll say the same thing. Ephesians 5.16, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Remember that. Make the best use of the time because the days are evil. Proverbs 16.9, the heart of a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. James 4.14, yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you're a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Kind of puts uh, life and what you do with it in perspective, doesn't it? Jeremiah 29.11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Psalms 31.15, my times are in your hand. Rescue me from the land of my enemies and from my persecutors. Colossians 4.5, walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. And I'm raising my hand here, best use of the time. Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Target, Amazon, TV, radio, podcasts, sports, making the best use of the time. Proverbs 16.3, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Ephesians 1.10, as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him. Things in heaven and things on earth. Mark 13, 32. But concerning that day or that hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. How many things do you do on a daily basis? I'm raising my hand, I promise you. How many things do you do on a daily basis that if you knew what day on the calendar was your last day, would it alter the course of what you do? Every one of us. Thing is, there is that date. We just don't know it. What are we doing with the time? Ecclesiastes 3.11, he has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity into man's heart, yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. John 9, 4, we must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. Guys, we've got one life to live. You've heard it before. Guess what happens when the life is over? We can't do any more. Our work is for now. There is no tomorrow. Tomorrow is not promised. Romans 13, 11, beside this, you know the time that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep for salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. It's true. We're closer to the end and salvation today than we were before we first believed, when we first believed. I've got hundreds of verses here I'm just I'm just looking at them and and I I'm gonna I'm gonna end with two more uh, that I think are, are vital to this um, this topic Colossians 3 2, uh, 3 2 set your mind 
on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. You see, when I say that, it's like such a obvious statement, right? Of course, yeah, I set my mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Of course, that's what I do every day. Do you? Do I? Do we consciously set our mind on the things above and not get consumed with meaningless garbage? And by garbage, I mean in comparison to the kingdom, what really matters, what we could really be doing here on earth. In comparison, it doesn't compare. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. We have one chance and we're living it right now. We are living our only chance right now. Psalms 90.10 The years of our life are 70 or at least, or even by reason of strength, 80. Yet their span is but toil and trouble. They are soon gone and we fly away. It's as simple as that. What these verses, and there's, listen guys, many, many more I've omitted. One for time and two, because I, I want you to seek what the Lord says. These verses are urging us to do the exact opposite of what the enemy has been so successful your entire life having you believe the lie that you have all the time to do good, all the time to be a good and faithful servant, all the time to do the will of the Father, all the time to turn things around, all the time to put off till tomorrow what God says shall be done today, all the time left to pull out a win, all the time left to make up for lost time. You have all the time left to make an impact for the kingdom. You have all the time left to be faithfully obedient and consistent and love and obedience to him and your neighbor. You have all the time left to do the things that you should have always done but didn't. All the time left. But there's no time left. When that last speck of sand hits the bottom of your hourglass and God calls you home, there is no time left afterwards. The race is over. Your chances at life ceases to ever continue again. There is not a second that remains or will ever remain again for eternity. Therefore, how precious is your life right now? This is what the enemy fears most. It's what you'll decide to do with it from this second on. So in closing, my, my final statement is, is this. You have one chance. And for many of us, including myself, it's, it's more than half over. What are you going to do with your time and free will? It's the two most precious assets God has given you to do his will. So my final question to you is this. How much love, obedience, faith, and action will you place in the remainder of your days that are not self-serving, but will be put towards the will of the Father? That amount is entirely in your hands. So before we end today's show, I just wanted to thank you all again for tuning in. And I hope you were uh, touched by today's message in scripture. If you'd like to reach out to me, please call me directly at 407-493-3208. Email me at ben at shaken-awake.com or check out the show at shaken-awake.com. Next week, 
It's going to be a big one. Tune in next Sunday or whenever you're able as we discuss predestination and election. It's from God, not Calvin. Next week's episode is another powerful and do not miss episode. Thank you all for joining. Until next week, take great care of yourself and each other and God bless you all. 